This podcast is brought to you by BeatStars, the number one marketplace to buy and sell beats. In this episode, our host Tia Gordon speaks to special guest Beat Demons on beginner music marketing tips and starting off as a producer. To our pro page users, don't forget to check out our opportunities and challenges on BeatStars World for a chance to work with some of the industry's best creators. If you're not a pro page member, but would like to try it out, use the code PODCAST for a 30-day free trial. And of course, don't forget to leave us a five-star review. Enjoy the show. Mark, we see you. Hey. <laughs> Hello, <no. laughs> right, that, was a, that was a live intro. Oh no! Uh oh! Uh oh! Where'd she go? Hold on, and I'm here. Okay, there we go. Okay, 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 perfect, perfect. How's everyone doing? Doing good, doing good. All right, you know, just sipping, sipping. Jeez. Yep. All right, let's let some people get in the chat. Take a shot for me. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's from i want to know where everybody's from where you who's, who's from texas yeah where are my texas people at yeah where's texas at where's is is there any canada in the building no canada that's where i'm from oh shit <laughs> i heard y'all like super nice from the most part oh i see i'm from ontario ontario where All right. fourth word okay i see fourth word dallas who's from austin Austin, ATX, Los Angeles, the Bronx. The Bronx? Oh, no, that's Brooklyn. Uh, is that the same? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, South Africa. Somebody's here from South oh, Africa. Oh, Austin, Texas. There we go. Okay. This I'll man said at names, guys. Fire, fire. Austin, Massachusetts. <laughs> close, close enough. enough. Yeah, close. You get some brownie points for that one. <laughs> Somebody said PR Puerto Rico. Okay. Love from India. Duval. Did I say? Nice. Nice. Okay. uh, I think there's enough people in here. We could get moving. Hi, everybody. How's it going? My name's Tia. I'm the new playlist manager at BeatStars. I'm really excited to be your host for this show, The Deal. Welcome. Um, Appreciate having us. Yeah, yes. yeah. So this show, we're going to be talking about, um, sorry, not talking about, but talking with the BeatStars um, publishing clients that are signed with us. We'll get to hang every single week. I'll be here every Tuesday, same time. Come hang out with me. Um this is the second ever episode of The Deal. If you haven't seen the first one, you could head over to our BeatStars YouTube channel. But after this, though, like, don't don't leave. Um, Abe interviewed Distinct Beats, who is our first signee. So if you haven't checked that out, definitely do. But from here, you will get an understanding of what this show is supposed to be. So today, we're with the Beat Demons. And you might get some sauce. Oh, ooh. You know, we might drop some sauce. Some drip. Yes, all right, Beat Demons, Chris, Mark, tell us who's who here. I'm Mark, so, I'm Chris, and we are the Beat Demons. Um, yes. Yeah. And you might see the, well, not might, you probably absolutely do see these guys all across the platform, in the charts, in the playlists. We top, do our thing. Top of top. We try, we try. We try. And, and now they're 
they're on the team, the greatest team in the world, Beat Stars, officially. So thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you for spending time with us today. And you know, we kind of got the who's who's out of the way, but I want to know. I to start before we even get into the beat making. I want to know like way back. I want a picture painted for us. I want to know what you guys were doing before stepping into music, way before you guys met each other. Um, oh, wow. man. This is going to get sad. Yeah, well, uh, me, um, well, I've been doing music since 14 years old, since uh, junior high, but before like, I took it professionally, I was working a 9 to 5. I was a armored truck driver, you know, driving trucks full of money. And I would look back and see all the money. I'm like, man, I need to do something with my life. I want that money. So, you know, just from there, met Chris, and things just took off pretty much. Yeah, so uh, I guess for me, I kind of stumbled on music. Uh, you know, back in the day, I used to get in a lot of trouble. Um, and then I, I don't know, there was a, you know, I was foster care or whatever, one of the places they made me sit at a piano and I eventually, I used to get in so much trouble that used to make me sit at this piano all the time. So eventually I just started playing the piano and then it went from playing, like learning the piano on my own to, you know, rapping, trying to rap and then just slowly involved into, uh, you know, making beats. Eventually I met Mark, um, you know, he was a, uh, like, I heard his beats and his mix was like dope and mine was kind of true. My beats were all right, you know. Yeah, but you know, I was thinking about going to school to, you know, to learn mixing mastering and all that, but he already went to school and graduated. Oh, yeah. He was just like, bro, just come come through this link. Uh, you know, I'll show you some stuff and then from there, um, that's kind of how B Demon started and you know, we just kept the, uh, you know teaching each other and going up from there and, uh, you know, started progressing as a team and, you know, eventually we got to where we are now. So that's the beat. What did uh, music discovery look like for you as a kid or growing up? Like, how did you find your music? Like, what were you listening to? Maybe not even necessarily studying it at this point, but what were you enjoying? Uh, well, uh, my dad was a DJ, so he would drop, like, little mixtapes of, like, songs from back with 19... 19- well, year 2000 and up, so, you know, one day, one of my friends, he gave me this game called Music Generator. It's for the PlayStation, so I got that. I was like, what am going to do with this? So I started, like, messing around with it, and the next thing you know, I made my first beat. It's kind of like crap, but I was like, this is pretty cool, and my dad heard it. So he was like, okay. He kind of forced me to rap. Like, yeah, he forced me to rap. He would write the lyrics, and he was like, okay, rap on rap on that beat. I'm going to put it on the mixtape. So I was like, okay, cool, whatever. So I did that, and then from there, I just kind of like loved how like making beats just made me feel like it was like like therapy in a way. So I just started making beats from there, and yeah. What was your rap name? <laughs> hey, no, no, you better not say mine, yo. Did not oh, say mine. You, I didn't no. even know you had a rap name, so both of y'all have to tell me. I ain't saying nothing. Your, your rap name? Don't, bro. I'm no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> my, my rap name was uh, MCH. But I ain't gonna lie, like, it started off as MCH, the kid of crunk. Because crunk music was in back then, and I was the kid of crunk and try to, like, do a whole bit off of that, but it didn't really work out so good. But yeah, MCH was my artist name. 
See, on, yeah. Nah, I, I ain't gonna say because I got music videos. They oh, I got one. It's not bad though. I ain't gonna lie. It's not bad at all. <laughs> but it's just I don't want to be associated with that part of my life. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Now nah, you know you gotta grow, and you know I'm not trying to be that. I mean, I got music videos too. But, but I'm, I'm not ashamed. I'm, I think mine's easier to find. So you're gonna need to link those to me after the fact. At, no. at the very least. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what were you listening to, Chris, when you were growing? Uh, so back then, you know, I was, you know, we're from Texas, so back in the day, it was always like, you know, old school, like Houston stuff, or mm-hmm. like Kiki, DJ Screw, um, you know, Trey Zero stuff like that. Um, you know, all my cousins and everybody, you know, they listen to that and they always, you know, it's kind of like a Texas thing where if you're from Texas, you listen to DJ Screw and it's kind of like, it's always real embedded in your sound. But I think, uh, you know, I just started really liking and enjoying all types of music. So, uh, you know, it didn't really like hardcore embedded my style and the way I make beats. Um, so, you know, that's that's why I feel like we're able to uh you know, do every genre just because we're not, you know, stuck to one one genre. So, yeah, I, I love all music, but back then it was definitely like, you know, the 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 Houston type music, um, mm-hmm. DJ Screw and the the freestyles and all the way. Yeah. Music, you know. Yeah. Um. So, when I was trying to dig into your history, I learned um, that you guys started off as a as a group, right? Yeah. Okay, so not to, like, speak to anybody else's experience, but can you guys maybe speak to, you know, maintaining your passion and your determination um, and maybe what you do on days where you don't feel like creating? Because we know this is a it's a full-time gig. And to start with four and then just to see you guys, you know, being the last two Rangers standing, I guess, more or less, and you've made this a career. Um, yeah, what does that look like for you? Yeah, so, I mean, uh, you know, we just kind of grew and, uh, you know, me and Mark kind of grew and we were both able to learn from each other and, uh, you know, motivate each other. And I feel like we're kind of like a good yin and yang because stuff I'm not good at, he's good at. Stuff he's not good at, I'm good at. So uh, we both have our strengths and we both have our weaknesses and stuff like that. Um, when it comes to sound and style and to, you know, just certain things that we do that just makes us us. But, you know, it it works and, you know, just how it, how it, I don't know, it's how it goes. Man. So, uh, yeah. How long did it take you guys to get your first placement? Uh, I'm going to say, like, well, I don't know. Like, I, we had, like, Texas stuff, but yeah. it wasn't really, like, official. Yeah. official. Yeah. But I think it was, like, right after the first year, that's when, like, we randomly got, like, a Money Man placement. Um, so, yeah. 2017, right? Yeah, I don't even know, bro. I just I just know one day I woke up and everybody's like, hey, beat demons, this is y'all beat. I'm like, oh, shit, it is. And, uh, yeah, he licensed it from uh, B-Stars, so uh, shout out to Money Man. Um, shout out to Money Man. Yeah, but uh, I think... Uh, I know you also asked, like, what do we do other than music? Um, so, you know, we like to play games. We play yes, this man's a beast. Um, I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, now nah, this, this dude's cold. So, we do that scene, though. So humble through everything. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, we play games. You know, we step away. We got families. We, you know, we do 
just normal things, you know, go to the beach, take a vacation, yeah. uh, drink, you know, party, whatever. Um, yeah, so that's that's what I like to do. Um, whenever I get beat block and stuff like that, there's days where I just I wake up and I just don't feel like making any music. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be i be hitting Chris up like, hey, bro, I got beat block. You play COD, bro? Yeah, we're just fucking. We'll waste the whole day playing the games. <laughs> so, you, so essentially, you rest your mind is what you're saying in yeah. capacity. Yeah. Y'all, I see some really great questions in the chat. Please hold on to those for like a little bit longer because I definitely want to get to them and I don't want them to go too far up and miss you guys because they're pretty good and I'd like to jump on those when we get a, when we get a sec. Thank you. Um, so then for anyone who might need to hear this as part of their journey and knowing what you guys do with Beat Block, <laughs> what, um, were there any steps or skills that you've harnessed now or know now that you wish you would have known sooner or worked on sooner just to yeah. make or work better for you? Yes. I think mixing. So, yes, mixing. So, uh, you know, just the knowledge of learning how to mix. Um, when it comes to different genres, there's different ways to mix those genres. So, I mean, I know we spent a lot of time, like, um, researching and uh you know, playing with the sound and, you know, until we could get it to where we feel it's an authentic mix to a certain genre, um, especially like reggaeton and like pop. Trap beats, it took a while too. you know, back in a, like a couple of years back, there wasn't as many uh, tutorials as there are uh, now on YouTube. So, you know, I think we grew up in like a, a period of time where it was like that gray area and a uh, you know, there wasn't that many tutorials and stuff like that. So nowadays, I think uh, everybody that's, you know, like a teenager or they're barely just starting out, you know, definitely take YouTube to your advantage and, uh, you know, look up the tutorials they got and stuff like that. Um, I know back then we really never used to try to use loops. For the most part, we don't use loops when it comes to uploading beats to like our site. But uh, when it comes to like sending out beat packs and stuff like that, um, it always kind of requires us to send a lot of stuff quickly. And uh, sometimes we sacrifice, sacrifice quality. So to make up for that, you know, we weren't, we didn't look at anybody bad when it came to them using loops. But for us, it just kind of used to, it used to kind of like not kind of mess with our pride. Like, man, I yeah. feel like I could just make it my own. But, you know, don't, don't be afraid to collaborate. Don't be afraid to use uh, loops from, from sites and stuff like that. Um, you know, I definitely think that collaborating and networking is very vital and, uh, you know, it could help you randomly get a placement, um, learn something you didn't know. And then, uh, you know, it's just cool to meet people from all across the globe as well. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. And also, like, marketing, too. Like, I wish I would have, you know, knew that back then. Because back then, all I thought was, hey, I upload a beat, it's going to sell. Never happened. There's so much you got to do behind the, you know, the marketing to get sales and, like, make up passive income. So, yeah, just one of those skills I wish I had. Yes. So I, uh, that that's the thing. Like, when it came to beats and stuff like that for him, he knew how to mix better. And me, I had a... 
I guess, like that hustle mentality. And, you know, I, I want to learn how to market and do all this other stuff. So, you know, I always invested my time into, uh, you know, in, uh, marketing and these ad strategies and stuff like that. So, you know, that's that's what makes us what we are is, uh, you know, we both are strong in certain points. And, you know, they're both very vital to being successful online, um, especially as a producer. So, yeah, um, marketing. I wish I knew back then what I knew now in marketing. So, okay, we could we can skip jump there because somebody else asked too. So drop some marketing gems. That's what give the people what they want. For sure. So, uh, so, you know, everybody on YouTube, um, you know, the, the biggest way to be discovered is keywords. Um, a lot of people might not be aware of keywords. Um, there are certain tools that you could use like vidIQ. Um, you know, now I think you have to pay for it to, to get like the full gist of like the, the perks of using it. Um, but pretty much, you know, if you upload a beat, and, and say you put in a certain type of keyword, um, they'll also give you other like recommendations of keywords that aren't like trending or that aren't uh, they don't have a big uh, how do you say competition uh, score. So you know you could take advantage of those kind of keywords and stuff like that. Um, but definitely just diving into those keywords and seeing which one doesn't have a like a high competition score and a you know a high search rate back then when we started um cardi b was just coming out and you know we kind of took that uh the cardi b type beat and we made it our own um we started noticing that all our beats that were cardi b type beats started selling a lot so instead of us trying to make all these other type of beats we stuck to what was selling for us um and you know we just made a bunch more of those beats um, and now, you know, it's, it's a long process. It's a long run game when it comes to selling beats and stuff online. But, uh, you know, you just got to find your keyword, something that works for you. Um, and, you know, just build based off of that, build your foundation off of that and then start slowly leaking into other stuff that's related. So, you know, for example, for us, you know, we have the Cardi B type beat on lock. Um, you know, there's a bunch of new female artists that are coming out now. So we'll use the Cardi B type B keyword and then we'll use uh, another up and coming um, female artist and, uh, you know, take over that keyword. So, you know, it's kind of like uh, you just got to build your foundation and, uh, you know, kind of build a sound and go off of that. So that's I know it's kind of complicated, but definitely just dive into uh, like vidIQ, um, get familiar with the keywords. Um, so, yeah, that's that's I think that's one of the biggest ones, because I know a lot of our traffic comes from uh, YouTube. When did you guys know you were ready to start getting on to BeatStars at all? When did you say we're uploading this beat? We're going to try and make this sale. Um. It's like so so before then we were using a different marketplace um what's it called yeah so before we were using a different marketplace and from there you know we already kind of had our structure but uh you know once we finally switched to beat stars i felt personally like they worked a lot better and then a lot of the stuff they came out with um you know the integrations like the texting that's super like 
nowadays, if you're not taking advantage of their uh, of the texting uh, app, I think it's Fan Connect. Um, if you're not taking advantage of that, you know, you're kind of sleep because, uh, you know, it's 2020. And honestly, not a lot of people really use their emails like that. Um, everybody, they're on their phones. And, yeah, it's easy to check their emails. But, you know, a, a text message is a little more direct. So, uh, yeah, as far as the text messaging goes, definitely, uh, you know, everybody that purchases the beat, make sure you try to reach out to them, to them through the Fan Connect app. Um and you know try to get that repeat customer but uh yeah you know but finally once we switched to b stars that's uh you know we kind of already had our structure and from there we just fine-tuned it and uh you know kind of just started uploading and playing with our how we upload beats what kind of beats we upload when we upload them um you know just what, what works for us i know that this is also likely a conversation that a lot of people who use BeatStars have, but when it comes to discussing avenues where you can generate an income and have a livelihood, it's not often that people talk about beat marketplaces as as a stream, and it's a lot of a lot of people focusing on trying to land a placement, trying to get in with that big artist, especially as soon as they get hot. Um, why do you think that shifting your business online? helps push you forward and helps you get those kind of placements and those kinds of opportunities? Um, so personally for me, I think it's just building your foundation. Um, you know, if you're just chasing them placements, I'm going to be a hundred or a thousand percent honest, you know, yeah, somebody might rap on your beat and, uh, you know, they might take a, a year to drop the song. And then when they finally do drop the song, you know, they might take a month to pay you. And then they might not pay you what you should pay. So, you know, that's a whole year um, and some change that you're kind of just waiting to get paid. And honestly, as a, you know, I got a family and, you know, I got my needs and, you know, I got to put food on the table and I got to eat, too. So, you know, it's not realistic, um, you know, when you get into the adult adult world. So, yeah, yeah definitely building your foundation and, uh, you know, making a like a steady income off your beach, it definitely, you know, puts you in the position to take trips and to network and, you know, go to those studios and stuff like that and uh, give you time to actually dedicate it to make music um, full time. So uh, definitely like that. Um, and then sometimes a lot of these big artists, I think they, well, they are, they're on B-Stars and they're on YouTube and they're looking up these beats and they're finding these beats. And that's how, you know, we came across almost all our placements. So, uh, yeah, just building your foundation and, you know, slowly all that stuff will come. So definitely. Well, that thought, I see some comments in the chat talking about how the Fan Connect is uh, American only. There's a lot of text apps you guys could use if that's something you want to explore as part of your marketing. Um, just going to take a, a quick little Google. There's got to be something out there for you because a ton of artists are using it these days to connect all over the world. Just a little heads up. Yeah. But So moving on from that, speaking about like your grind and, and working on it, you guys have a very interesting conversation um, surrounding your career when it comes to your visibility. You've built like an entire brand out of the Beat Demons. You guys do videos with tutorials. You guys are out here taking pictures. You're on the gram, connect with people. So how does that 
um, help your career? And also, were you guys always this visible? Because it's important to note that you don't have to be in the forefront to actually have a sustainable career as well. It's not, you don't have to force yourself to do that either. So maybe you can speak to that. Yeah. You want to answer that, Mark? Well, uh, you know, being on social media, I just feel like personally, when you show your face, it gives, like, you just have more of a communication with your, you know, with your audience mm-hmm. versus if you, if you don't show your face. And like, first, when we started off, we started, you know, showing our fingers. We would like so uh, post Instagram videos with show our fingers, and it was cool. But we kind of, you know, graduated to showing our face online, and we noticed a big jump on followers on Instagram and uh, like subscribers as well as as we started uh, drop tutorials on YouTube. So I feel like you know having a presence showing your face really does you know give you know good exercise. Yeah. I personally think, you know, a lot of nowadays people want to have a more personable experience. And, uh, you know, when we post these pictures of us on a beach or just doing something that's not music related, you know, it's it's it could be used like motivation for these other producers because, you know, everything and all that we have and what we're doing is because we're we're doing it off of music. And, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, some, you know, it, it might look like a flex, but low key, everything we do is to, you know, inspire people that it is possible, um, you know, to make a living and to do these type of things off your music. Because back then, before music, I was broke. You know what I'm saying? I, I couldn't do nothing. You know, I barely had anything to eat. So, you know, being able to do that now for music, I think people get inspired by it. Um, people seeing us just doing other stuff and seeing our faces, seeing us in the studio, you know, it just makes it more of a personable um, experience. And, you know, it helps us relate to other people a lot more. So, you know, I definitely think that helps us in some sort of fashion um, connect. It helps us also connect with our customers and, you know, sometimes these people want to see who they're buying beats from. Um, and, you know, I like to think, you know, we're kind of funny. So, you know, our personalities, you know, it helps people laugh and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know. This is this is this is because y'all good looking. Some of y'all be busted. <laughs> I had to pick that comment because it was so golden. If only you guys could have heard the two of them dragging each other before we hopped on here. We are, you know, it's, it's the camera, the camera. You got to get the right angle, you know. The right lighting, everything set up. Yeah, I got the contrast up a little bit, so it makes my teeth look whiter. <laughs> so let's let's get to the goods here. You guys just signed with BeatStars. Yeah. If, for those who don't know, BeatStars is now in partnership with Sony ATV for publishing, and we have a roster, and Beat Demons is on that. So can you guys talk to me a little bit about how that came to be and why you think you were ready to sign a publishing deal, knowing that you were sustaining yourselves as it was. Yeah. So pretty much the way that came about, um, you know, as you get placements and stuff like that on the back end, you start having, you know, your publishing, um, and you'll need to get with a music society to help you collect those back ends and, you know, get your money pretty much. Um, signing with B stars, you know, we've already kind of had a couple placements 
and uh, you know they're assisting us with uh, you know collecting our back end and our earned revenue um, off the publishing. So that was one of the main reasons why, um, as well as you know we've been rocking with B Stars for a while already. So you know just growing with them as a business and as people and uh, just trying to take it up to that next notch um, and you know get into the industry side. And, uh, you know, start growing on that side because I feel like we've already kind of accomplished, um, you know, the online market. So this is pretty much just the next step uh, for our careers as uh, producers. What are some things you would want to share with rising producers that they should know when looking to get into a publishing deal? So before you get into a publishing deal, you got to make sure you actually have something for um, you know, these societies to help you collect on, um, you know, you can't just sign to a label, um, like a publishing deal or anything like that, because, you know, if you don't have no publishing, then there's no point. Um, I mean, it's a business. Um, so yeah, pretty much you just have to have placements and stuff for them to collect. Um, the benefits of signing to a publishing deal, um, is that they help you collect, you know, your back end and stuff like that. Um, personally, for us, I think it's real confusing sometimes registering your song with like BMI and ASCAP, um, you know, and I'd imagine sometimes it's hard for us to collect all our revenue um, since it's not ex like this is not our field of expertise. So, you know, signing a publishing deal, you know, they relieve the stress of having to get your songs registered and making sure they collect the money worldwide from all sh like, uh, you know, sources of income so definitely that's why and also um publishers are great to help seek new opportunities for you as well right so looking for new placements or opportunities to have your your music synced in film and television to um place you with different artists um sometimes with of a higher caliber things of that of that nature too are also really great benefits of signing um publishing deal yeah also you just have a team that you know you can't be everywhere on your own all the time and you just have extra eyes and, and ears on the ground yeah so and so like it like i said earlier kind of you know networking and stuff like this i think it this helps some additional um when it comes to the networking and stuff like that so yeah for sure so when when you're talking about proximity now um because now you have access to BeatStars as a platform and you're also working with a publishing company, what does that mean for proximity? Because you guys are still able to connect on your own, like you said, um, but what are some goals that you have to elevate to the next level with this partnership in place? So, uh, you know, us as producers and being online, online is a global thing and music is a global language. So, you know, We've already kind of touched bases with everybody. You know, we've got placements in like the other side of the world um, with, in languages we don't understand. So, you know, the platform itself, it helps us reach those people and then it helps us network. Um, you know, with B-Stars, you know, they'll give us a couple opportunities and if those help us expand and step up to the next level, um, you know, back to the networking, you know, that's that's dope and uh you know it's it's all part of networking so yeah definitely so 
Do you have any advice on things that people should be weary of in terms of the industry, um, even when it comes down to signing deals or um, having your work stolen, anything you want to flag for people who may not know? So always have a lawyer. Yeah, so make sure you have a lawyer you could trust uh, for sure. Um, I guess once you get into a position that we're in where, you know, a lot of people are seeing our beats, um, you know, new up and coming producer grind. What up, Dylan? Uh, What's it called? You know, we have a bunch of new producers and up and coming people, you know, listening and having access to our beats. You know, we run the risk of people being overly inspired and copying our beats or trying to be just like us. So, um, you know, make sure if you're getting as much views and exposure um, as us to make sure you copyright your beats um, because, you know, it happens more often than you would think of somebody stealing or remaking your stuff. Um, So definitely that, um, you know, the, yeah, so don't sign a 360 deal. I personally, you know, I trust our lawyer and, you know, she always makes sure it's the best interest of us. Don't just sign any kind of paperwork on your own. Make sure you hire a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, somebody said a 720 deal. I never seen that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, just, you know, be smart. It's a business, um, you know, and make sure you handle it like a business because in the long term, it can affect you positively or negatively. Um, it just depends on how um, serious you take the matters. Um, Another big thing, a lot of people, you know, I have a misconception is about like when you do get placements, you know, it, like I said earlier, you don't, you don't get paid instantly, you know, and what you get paid, it's not gonna, you know, it might be a couple thousand and it could be up to like 15, 20,000, but, you know, it really just all depends. But, you know, from a realistic standpoint, you know, don't, make your life depend on placements unless, you know, you're one of them top guys that are in the studio with all these artists all the time. And, you know, you, you know, for sure, you're going to have all these placements coming out. So, you know, it's a, it's a long-term game. So definitely just making sure you have your own foundation, um, you know, and your, your foundation of a, a steady income is very important. So, yeah. Before we jump into playing some of your your music, I just want to know, what are you guys most looking forward to? What's next for you guys? Anything special that you're working on? Like, how much tea can you give us here today? (laughs) I mean, you you want to tell them about the song that's about to drop Friday? Oh, yeah, we got a a nice little pop banger with a little XL dropping Friday and, like... I feel like this is gonna be numbers, and then I also personally uh, for for me, well, really for us, I think it's like that extra step. So you know, we've done the reggaeton, we've done like some Spanish stuff, you know, we've done trap, but uh, I think this is giving us the ability to show, you know, our skills when it comes to pop and you know really display our versatility when it comes to music. So, uh, yeah, this song is definitely special for us. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, y'all don't already. Uh, the guy, his name is Little X XL. It's X-E-L. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, check him out. Uh, the song is going to drop uh, this Friday. It's called Me and You. It's produced by us. Um, other than that, you know, we're working on like our own personal stuff, you know, kind of on like some DJ Khaled type thing. So uh, yes. yeah, so we got a pop one. We got, it's like pop track or it's like pop EDM with like a hint of Latin. Yeah, and it's like got full blown, like a full blown uh, reggaeton song that we're working with. The uh, you know this writer he writes for a big artist named Fide, so you know he's giving us the chance to come out with him and help him grow as a writer. So uh, yeah, we're gonna do something with him. You know, we're always working with a, a couple artists here and there that we're gonna do like some DJ Khaled stuff and. We're always open to hearing new people's music to work with them as well. So, yeah, you know, we're we're trying to get up there like uh, DJ Khaled and take advantage of that. You know, DJ Snake type shit too. Yeah, that you know, yeah, we 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 a little bit all over the place. Yeah, we working. If you who knows, we might drop some country shit. <laughs> Maybe. Had to yell like DJ Khaled. What would be the phrase that you would yell on the track? I mean, you already know the game. Beat demons in your ear, Mike. Okay. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. All right. So let's play a couple tracks, and then I want to take a couple of questions um, before we leave. Bear with me, all this technology yeah. thing. And, and uh, also, I know people, I know there's some people I've seen about collabs and stuff like that. If you want to collab with us or, uh, you know, you want to send us some stuff, you know, you're more than welcome to send us loops. We've been actually uh, telling people we're now accepting people's loops. Um, so you can send them to uh, beatdemonsgroup at gmail.com and, uh, you know, get a clap going. You got to send us some fire. Some fire. Don't send us no, no boo-boo. Um, yeah. That's and where you can Yeah. Be sure to, to also include the key and the BPM. Yeah, you know, it makes it easier for us, so we ain't gotta sit there for a thousand years trying to figure out the key. Um, sorry, it just blocked me posting this link because I forgot I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Let's see if this works. Sorry. And stay hydrated because I've seen me drink this big ass gallon of water. <laughs> Hydration is key. Perfect. All right. So let's play a couple tracks. I'm going to go ahead and. uh, Which one are you going to play first? Maybe we can give them like a. What you want to start with? You want to start with Gina? Start with Gina. Bro, it's like a big blank. I don't remember making it. When you you were making, that was the day I went to the session and then I came to your house. And you were like, oh, yeah, I'm making this Polo G. Oh, yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there we go. I remember that. Oh, God, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. this track. I'm so gonna... this is like some of our newer stuff. Um, I guess after this, maybe we could show them like our stuff that's been selling a lot. Mm-hmm. Like our top selling beats. And maybe we give a background on them. Yeah, we could let you flex a little bit. That's fine. You're hosting us? Go 
for a rap uh, I came down. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Feeling that? that that's fine. No fire emojis in the chat. I don't know. There's too many of y'all in here, and this is not moving fast enough for me. I need to see more fire. Uh, emojis. Are our beats boo boo? Yeah, are, do, do we have boo boo beats? Like, I think we got boo boo beats, bro. I need more fire. I need more energy in here. Well, back to the drawing board, Chris. And next, all right. So, the next song that we had, if y'all want to. Um, Introduce Dom. How you feel about that? <laughs> Somebody wants a reggaeton beat. I guess you could probably play that beat called Dom. It's like one of our recent reggaeton. Yeah, sen- uh, Narco, yeah, send send some fire reggaeton melodies, bro. We're working with a, a dope-ass Spanish writer, too, so, you know, we always down to work on some reggaeton. You guys are so open to collab, and I love that. All right, so what do you want to do next? You want to go into your top tracks? Yeah, we could listen to some of the ch- top ones, and, I mean, maybe we could tell them how the beat was made or... Yeah. What our thoughts were, because I mean, there's some beats that we just didn't even think we we're gonna sell, and mm-hmm. they kind of yeah. just did. So I know Dose is probably like our top selling beat. Um, yeah. yeah. How'd yeah. that one come to be? Any story there? Honestly, it was just one of those beats. It was my day to upload, and like it was a last minute beat. I was like, man, I'm just gonna throw some stuff together. So I threw it together, and I thought it was boo boo. I didn't think it was gonna like blow up like that. So yeah, so last minute beat. <laughs> okay, what an intro. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
And like this beat, everybody loves this beat. It's, it's crazy. Like still to this day, everybody's buying this beat. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like the Taki Taki style. It's like a, a style they do. It's like mm-hmm. a musical stuff. All those beats not the same. Thing they break. Yeah. <laughs> Subject. Yeah, it's, it's J Balvin style. So you said that's one of your your. It still sells to this day. Since yeah, it still sells. The flight one, is, it hasn't really sold in a while, but I guess it's still like a top selling one. Uh, Aqua sold a lot. Aqua still sells a lot. Regular still sells a lot. <laughs> Which one? Which one you wanna? We'll just listen to regular, but we won't make no comments. All right, all right. Wait, you don't wanna? You don't wanna introduce it at all? Okay, so y'all, y'all could listen to this beat and y'all could, you know, y'all might, it might sound familiar. So you could play. How'd you make it? Uh, so that beat, it was just random. You know, I just, it was, I was really, when I was making that beat, um, you know, that was during the time we were making like Cardi B type beats, um, you know, and then I was using those, the the keywords and it just said, uh, it recommended you know, six nine type beat. So yeah, he was making a beat and it sounded like Cardi B, but you know, during that time six nine was coming out, so I just threw his name on it. So yeah, y'all yeah. And, uh, this beat is uh how old? This beat we made this beat like four years ago. It's been a while. It's been a yeah, it yeah, it's been a minute, right? It says the beat was uploaded January twenty sixth, twenty eighteen. Yeah, but before that I, I have made it yeah. it was just, we had beats ready to upload. All right, so let's let's play it, y'all. Make six nine type beats. <laughs> <laughs> I, make, I make beats, and if they sound like an artist, I just throw the name on it. Yeah, I made this beat a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. All right, let's get into some some final remarks. <laughs> Anybody have questions? I know there were some really great ones asked earlier. If you could maybe ever so kindly just drop that back in the chat and I'll be happy to run those off. Have you 
change your prices throughout your journey? If so, around what point did you lock in a certain price range? <clears throat> yeah, so uh, we changed it. I think it's been a couple of times. So back then we kind of went off of what everybody was doing. Um, and I think it was like 30, 50, 100, and then 150 for like uh, the unlimited license. Um, you know, but I, I really started paying attention to our analytics. Um, you know, I started seeing what our average uh, purchase was. And then I slowly started gradually upping it till it met that threshold. Um, eventually, you know, I ran into a couple issues where, you know, we had like the $30 license, which was the MP3. And then we had the wave license. But with the MP3, people can only use it for like non-profitable uh, purposes, but people started, you know, they were taking advantage of it. You know, a lot of people aren't aware and some of them, they just go for the cheapest option, you know, and it's understandable, but, uh, you know, to fend that off, I recently changed our prices to where, you know, to use for nonprofit, it's $40. And then to use for profit, it's our $50 one. So it kind of gives them that little nudge, like, Hey, like, might as well just pay the $10 to use it for profit. So, I mean, you really just got to pay attention to your clients and uh, to your customers and, uh, you know, really look at your analytics and, you know, don't be afraid to play with your prices. You know, if you're just starting off, I wouldn't go super cheap, you know, just try to stick to what people are already uh, selling their beats for because in the end you could be, uh, you know, cutting your prices or, you know, selling your stuff for overly cheap and, uh, you know, kind of cutting yourself short. So, you know, just go off of, you know, standard pricing as you get to know your customers a little bit more, um, you know, make change your prices, you know, mess, mess with your prices. Hey, there was another question that I like. This one was good. Do you feel that your world type beats some more than your other beats lately? And maybe this can speak to any musical trend that's happening right now. Anything that you guys might see. Does he mean like genre-wise? I w- I'm going to interpret that for you, Cloud9 Music, and assume that they would mean genre-wise. So I'm assuming something along the lines of like a reggaeton or like... Well, I... I don't know. Honestly, I don't think it influences a lot. Um, you know, definitely new artists that come out, um, you know, as they start reaching that that stardom, you know, it definitely does send more traffic to those uh, keywords. So, you know, it, they can influence somewhat the the sales. So, I mean, you know, back, back to what I was saying about the vidIQ and the keywords, you know, pay attention to the keywords, you know, go off of some of the recommendations um, and, you know, it, it could help. So, you know, I don't think us just making those type of beats make our beats sell more. I just think that, uh, you know, we've already built up that clientele and, you know, we're, we were just experimenting and seeing what works for us. So, you know, that's just how we came to make certain type of beats. You know, I know a lot of other people make certain different types of genres like boom bap and stuff like that. I personally, or we personally don't make those type of beats, but I know they sell really good for other people and, you know, that's all they make. So, you know, just do what you're good at and, uh, you know, kind of go based off of your on what tends to sell more 
and uh you know just pay attention to what people buy from you and just build off of that so yeah cool so another question how do you guys knock out so many uploads a day uh there's only well, we only upload two times a week yeah but, uh pretty much it's two of us so we, we get a lot more done yeah so back back then we used to upload like three beats a week um you know it, there, it goes back to, you know, pay attention to your analytics and, you know, to social media, how social media changes. Um, you know, YouTube, at one point, they purged on our producers and they demonetized our YouTube channels and they made, uh, you know, our stuff less visible to our subscribers, which was fucking retarded. Yep. You know, it, it hurt us for a while, you know. Um like sales weren't the same for like a period of time and that's where we had to dive back into you know our marketing and the strategy and you know really dive deep in there and try to figure out what works so uh yeah now we only upload two beats a week um that seems to work for us um with the way youtube is now so you know you don't have to upload a thousand beats a day or nothing crazy like that i think people want to see consistency um and, you know, give them something to keep coming back for. If you upload a thousand beats, let's be realistic. Nobody's going to go through your thousand beats. You know, they'll play, you know, maybe a couple of your beats and then go somewhere else. Um, so, you know, just just show consistency and upload like, you know, three to, you know, a couple of times a week. I wouldn't do it every day if you're still a new producer, but yeah. teach you. Maybe we'll take two two three more sure. um, just a little question would you send everyone the same loop pack or different loops to different people yeah i mean i'm sure might not like it and the other producer might use it yeah i mean it always goes back to you know you i don't know it's, it's one of them gray areas you know i i'm not i don't think we're in a position to call that um you know some people don't mind some people do mind um, personally, I don't, we don't really care, but, you know, just whatever you send, just make sure it's fired. So I think that's all that matters. Um, you know, yeah, pretty much. No weak loops. Um, Hashtag no weak loops. <laughs> do y'all mix everything in FL or export then mix and master on Pro Tools? Yeah, we mix everything in FL Studio. But but at the end of the day, like if you sell a beat exclusively, you don't. It doesn't really matter because whoever buys the beat, their engineer is gonna mix it. So some of the time, some of the times they just use the beat as it is. But yeah, for the most part, we mix in FL Studio. Um, you know, it always comes back down to what works for you. Yeah. So you like to mix in Pro Tools. I mean, that's cool. So you know, don't get caught up on the little stuff. Yeah. Um, I think that's what a lot of people tend to do team fl okay <laughs> let's do let's do one more this one this one is i've been making beats and i have a bunch of placements i made my beats free in a dropbox link and i get more placements now would you say free beats get you more opportunities uh i for me personally, one of the, it's kind of one of those things where I mean I don't know what they're calling the placement. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. if they're still new, they might 
think somebody, just anybody that raps on their beat is a placement. So right. I'm not too sure. But, uh, you know, for us, I feel like when you constantly give out something free, um, you know, to a sense, it can help you get get followers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, you know, look at Cash Money AP. You know, I think he, you know, shout out AP. Um, you know, he built this thing on giving out free downloads. Um, you know, and people will buy his beats and stuff like that. But uh, for us, personally, I think it always kind of helped. It blurred the line for us when it came to the business side and giving out free beats. So, uh, you know, it, it didn't really profit us and it really didn't help too much. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, it's that's one of the things I... I couldn't tell you because personally we don't give out a thousand free beats. There's nothing crazy like yeah. that. So, I mean, if it works for you, I mean, it works for you. But uh, yeah. no. me personally, if I get a placement, I'm, I'm going to need to see something. You know, yeah. I won't just let a placement, just let them keep the beat for free. Real placements. They said Tory Lanez, B. Simone, Pretty V, etc. Real placements. So, cool. I guess I guess what, what ends up working for you is going to work for you. Like, if it's the same thing when you when you're just starting out and you're networking or you're trying to get in the door and part of your career you volunteer so if that's yeah. what the volunteer process looks like to you just make sure that you're you're being safe about your work that's all mm-hmm. yeah i mean like, like i said everything it always comes back down to what works for who you know mm-hmm. what works for them might not work for us and what works for us might not work for them so right. you know if it's working right. you should yeah, there's a whole lot of trial mm-hmm. and error yeah all right, so let's uh, wrap this one up. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. This is The Deal. It's Chris and Mark of the Beat Demons. Can you let everybody know where to find you? It's at BeatDemons.com. I mean, well, hashtag, I mean, at BeatDemons. This guy. <laughs> at BeatDemons, you know, you can find us on uh, Instagram and Twitter, um, you know, and then if you want to check out some of the beats, bdemons.com we offer mixing service for producers if you want to get your beats mixed um you know same thing with vocals um you know we got some drum kits or you know some stuff on our site that can help you out when it comes to making beats so you know y'all more than welcome to go check it out and follow us on our social so yeah what was that email again it's a bdemonsgroup at gmail.com and uh you know if you send any loops Make sure it's fire. Don't send yeah. it a boo boo. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, send some like some emo type, yeah. So, send, send, just send some fire, shit. you know, send something that's relevant, yes. yeah, yeah. Fire, fire loops only. All fire. right, <laughs> thank you for joining us, everybody. We'll be back next Tuesday, 3 p.m. Stay tuned to figure out who that guest is off our publishing roster. Thanks, guys, for taking the time out to talk to us. And I'm sure we'll have you back on at some point because your family, you're stuck with the having us. (laughs) All right. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Bye. Deuces.